Hey, you're just starting the Trek Off podcast now, so it's a good time for you to subscribe to a new podcast, too. The Totally Super Podcast is me and my good friend Arthur reviewing every single superhero movie ever made. That's right. It's called Totally Super. It's put out by Geeks Radio. It's like Trek Off, but for superhero movies. Maybe not quite so dirty, but it's still fun. So check out Totally Super. Search for it right now. Whatever you're listening on right now, whatever you found Trek Off on, just use that to find Totally Super and subscribe. Okay, enjoy Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Hey, Trek Off fans, it's Justin. Hey, listen, this is going to be um, an unusual episode of Trek Off. Uh, we had a plan and uh, we just started talking and we covered everything from like definite rated R conversation to to like old relationships to matters of faith to matters of of embarrassing things that we've done to to breakups and and I mean it's, it's an amazing episode it's an episode I love if this is your first episode of Trek Off um please also check out our other episodes of Trek Off where we talk about all sorts of sci-fi and geek related stuff and Star Trek and all that good stuff um but this is an amazing episode. This is one of my favorite ever. Um, it's very weird. It's not all that representative of the show, um, but it's great. I hope you really enjoy it. Uh, so welcome to uh, the therapy show. Welcome to Check Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And today we are- We're going to just brain shit. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to part six <laughs> of our 72-part series about Ready Player One. Today- <laughs> We're going to have a large <laughs> argument about whether or not what about whether or not Iraq should have had a skull as a chest, followed followed <laughs> by followed by a very violent disagreement about whether or not minute ninety two frame thirty six was accurate to the book. So be ready for that. <laughs> be ready for that. Uh, and stay tuned uh, next week. Stay tuned next week when we uh, get into well, the we gender really politics. We will really get in depth on the <laughs> when first 24 seconds. Yes, we get to the gender politics of, of Parsifal's vest and whether or not that vest is appropriate <laughs> in a post-Me Too world. Welcome to Trek Off, where all we ever talk about... <laughs> It's Ready Player One. It's Ready Player One. No, no Ready Player One this time. We have other things to talk about. Cool stuff going on. Uh, important anniversaries in the world of Trek. Uh, and um, we were just talking uh, before we started the show. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Let's talk about the show. Um, you mentioned that you, li- <laughs> you that you like Supernatural. And then that went well, over yeah, that and I had, said that- Like for the longest time, I'd have people, like my sister in particular, like you have to watch the show. Like, and I was telling you how she's got like this fucking standee. Like I had of Bashir. Of, and like I, I have of R two D two, huh? I said like I have of R two D two, right? But that's different. <laughs> I feel oh, like that's no, not- it's not. <laughs> oh no, it's not. Dirty. I don't. Um, I don't want to go too much into detail, but beep, boop, beep. <laughs> you think that's the sound that R two D two does make when he fucks? When when he gets to or the is end, it more like, like the. <laughs> 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 like i mean that's got to be his own noise right whoop, whoop. and when it doesn't go right he's like, whoop, 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 whoop. It's <laughs> like it's got to be the excited boop, 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 boops. like when he's about to climax and the climax has to be 
like the the scream that he does guys it might be shot. one of those shows today it might be one of those shows. we haven't done a show <laughs> where we're like oh the old trick off in a really long time <laughs> or, or just i just don't like right now i think both of us just need like an appropriate sexual talk i don't know I don't even uh, yeah, know what you yeah. call such a thing. Like to say, I mean, sexual therapy seems wrong. Uh, sexual therapy. We ha- like, I, I have a friend who's a sex therapist. Actually, she's an actress. Yeah, no, I, she, she, yeah, she's really cool. She's really cool. She, I'm sure I, she's yeah. great. No, I just, I, I'm like, I've never uh, known a sex therapist or someone who knows it's like, you know what I mean? It's like one of those professions where I'm like, like if you had said, I have a friend who's a brain surgeon, I'd be like, what? Really? Like, well, I've known brain surgeons. I've worked with brain surgeons. Surgeon are the same thing. You know what I'm saying? People. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? So the, what the ninjas movies and the Trek off movie gave to me was like connections to worlds that I never knew before. So I went from, a world where like I knew some actors who had done some plays and that was pretty cool. And a couple have done, you know, been in some movies here and there to, you know, fast forward 10 years. You know, we, we just passed the 10th anniversary of the release of um, Ninjas vs. Zombies. Oh, wow. Which was 10 years ago in 2000. Wow. Are you um, fucking yeah, I know. kidding that weird? me, dude? Ugh. Yeah, that's a decade. One decade gone. <laughs> I don't know what to fucking do with that, man. I know. Isn't that weird? But like, Ugh. like, but here I am t- 10 years later and I'm like, oh yeah, I know this person who's a burlesque dancer and my friend Lion is a male stripper. And I know Nadia, who's a, who's a sex therapist. And you know, you know, you know, my best pal, Daniel's Donald Duck. And you know, I know this guy who directed a famous movie and like, like, it's like, like I've, I've gotten to know and get to know really, you know, and I, you know, good old Vicky's a, a, a burlesque dancer. And like, I got to know people in worlds Totally outside of anything I ever would have known before. And it's really sort of, you know, I had a very, I still have a relatively vanilla sensibility, probably. I was going to say, <laughs> I was like, you are fairly, because I will never forget, like, the day I told my sister, because she, you know, has met you, uh, <laughs> that you, um, like, that you were religious and that you were, she was like, wait, hold on, what? I'm not religious. I want to be clear. I hate that word. I hate the Why word. Why do religious. you hate that word? I uh, I mean I don't like we I don't know how quickly we can jump from R two D two come to to matters of faith, but um so all right so the real short version of why I hate that word is because like I feel like religion is the way that man interjects what he thinks that that God is is supposed to be doing. Um, and I think that, you know, I consider myself like, 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 I don't want to this is just the wrong forum for this. Uh, cause people wow. don't call I'm me just, for I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm not sure what I should like. I, I, th- I think I didn't say Christian cause I didn't want you to be offended by that somehow because there's, yeah, well, I mean these days, right. I mean, we're not doing right, well cause guys. there's like crazies I, like, like, on, we could, know, all we sides. could, we could not even the crazy ones at this point. Like, like we, you know, I, I, but you know we're losing losing listeners like every second we talk about this but like you know clearly (laughs) clearly there are ways that people who hold that moniker can do better um but the 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 basic tenet of what i believe is i consider myself to be what i call a first century christian which is like i look to like the yeah i know this is a weird idea for a christian dude but i look at what the bible says and i say okay well let's follow that 
<laughs> and so that's kind of it. I feel like religion is the other so stuff that I just are you a Bibleist then? What? Well, I know, but that's, I feel like that's, I, I, I feel like, I mean, look, man, I, what, I know, and we'll stop with the, with the religion stuff. I, we, promise, I just didn't like, know what to call it. I'm just saying my point was this adding to your general yeah. vanilla is vanilla-ness. I know. I, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, a, I'm a complex person, guys. I, that's Sorry, what I like, said to her. I was like, why are you shocked by that? She's like, I just, the things that I've heard him say, I was like, what? So he can't. <laughs> Like, listen, like, just because you've, and that was, and that's my feeling on it, right? Like, it's my feeling about any faith, honestly. Like, if it brings you, like, joy, hope, peace, good things, um, I don't give a fuck. Like, what does it matter? You know? Yeah, like, so just I mean, because I... he's got, like, a religion, or he's got something that he believes in, he's got faith in something, like, that doesn't, like mean boom now you can't have a sense of humor and you know what I mean? like it's like yeah those no, things don't have to be mutually exclusive <laughs> uh, look and i and i doubt that you know i mean certainly i'm I, i've said stuff I, I shouldn't have said but i do remember the one podcast where like we both sort of teased and i teased big time a celebrity who had gained some weight um, and and I I was the most guilty by 10 times in, in that one the only episode of trek off that i ever deleted like I was like, you know, we were mean, and I like so like my whole tenet right now is is you know is you know above everything be be nice. Start with that, be nice, and go from there. Anyway, enough of that. We're here to talk about Star Trek. We're, talk- yes, we're like, talking about how vanilla you are, which people I everyone think would has be surprised out. by. Nobody's listening anymore. Um, <laughs> Nobody's listening anymore. Like, like, like that seriously, around seriously. Christmas. Really? Well, no. So here's the deal, right? Everyone who who every believer like checked out at R two D two come like that happened right there. <laughs> like, 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 no way! Else, I refuse to believe that. No, because and I everybody know other else people checked out when I'm like, I like Jesus. Faith. There are people <laughs> of faith that I know that are just as dirty as you. So, like, I just I refuse to accept that. <laughs> Yeah, I, anyone who's you know, been listening I, to us for any length of time has to be the kind of person of faith that has a sense of humor. Like, yeah, no- but I want people. <laughs> I want new people. Like, I love new people. This is somebody's well, first episode of Truck Off, where they're like, they are, they're like ten minutes in, and they've talked about R two D two come, and they've talked about like Jesus. Right, where Star really, Trek? I think that really speaks to who we are, don't you? <laughs> where is Star Trek, guys? Like on the where one is- hand, we're really filthy, but then on the other hand, like sometimes we have deep philosophical conversations. That's really kind of the heart of who we are. <laughs> right here, right <laughs> Let's here. Let's just do it all right now. Let's do it all. <laughs> As a matter of fact, here's a new documentary for you. No, um, <laughs> five so- minutes ago. <laughs> go, <laughs> but. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm just supernatural. Let's get back to that. So she has a standee of one of them, and so I started watching. Eventually, I finally started watching it, um, and it was because she showed me an episode like from a like way late season, and it was a the Scooby Doo episode. If anyone, uh, you know, spoilers for a series that's been out forever. Bum bum um, bum. <laughs> but there's some episode that, like, and, it, and I gotta admit, it's a fun ass episode, like. They're based the whole thing. They're like in a Scooby Doo cartoon, like legit, and I loved it. It was a lot of fun, and that's ultimately was like, all right, maybe I should go ahead and give this a shot. So like, I went back and started on season one, and I gotta say, like, I do, I do enjoy it. Um, and I get, and he's very sexy. 
um I'm a fan of Dean, obviously. I mean, they're both hot, but like um there's something about Dean. I think he reminds me of somebody I know that I'm a fan of. And I cannot Is it me? Think you. Uh, <laughs> it's gotta be me. I'm the no. sexiest. He's I'm just, the sexiest. Everyone says. I don't says. think Everyone's... it's you because he's he's not that vanilla. He's pretty. Um, the no, I know. I've seen the magazine covers and, and and every 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 magazine's cover. Every sexiest man alive is someone that lives like somewhere between David Schwimmer, Nicolas Cage, and Michael McDonald from Mad TV. Everybody, those are the three sexiest guys in the world. So I am right there in the middle of all of them. <laughs> There in the middle. <laughs> it really works out for me. <laughs> and then I was always saying that she had gone to a, something to meadow. Did you said that? that oh yeah. And so Mrs. I said Jay I said watched. Um, she watched vampires, and I vampire that was my guilty thing. And she too. was so in love with Boone from 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 Boone, with, Boone from no Lost. with Damon, which is a very different Boone thing. Trust Boone me, from and because Lost. he and I was saying he's so fucking hot because he it like yes. to the point where like I. I don't know if I like if I ever was at like crazy weird fantasy scenario if I was ever on set working with him. I don't think I would know how to like I would lose the ability to function like a human being. Like I don't think I'd be able to <laughs> Listen, listen. I'm just going to put this in my mouth and we'll see where it goes. <laughs> No, like I just, I would be so. No, I mean like a piece of candy or something. I, like, I, know. What do you, I would get be your so mind off, out of the gutter, Alex. I know, right? My mind's in the gutter. It's always in the gutter. Let's be clear. My always, mind's clearly in the gutter all the time. Um, I just, I like, I would be like a schoolgirl. I would, I because I mean, no one knows this about me. It's apparently a very well kept secret. Um, I'm incredibly shy. Um, and you can laugh about it and say that's not true and that's fine, but it is. I won't. And, I, know, I mean, I've known you a long time. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying people who listen probably like so many people that don't know me really well, they hear that and it's like, that's crazy talk. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's not true. Um, so I never like in school, like growing up, like I never, I never knew how to really, like I had a lot of guy friends but to me, that was not the same thing. If there was like a boy that I like had a thing for, because there was a guy who I was absolutely madly in love with, like from middle school on, like, and I wrote, and I mean, it's not like I fucking knew this kid, not really, you know, like I knew he oh, had this one of those, yeah, like, I, I had skater cut, I had my and share. all that stuff, and I would write, and I mean, I found old notebooks. Um, and it had like my name written with his last name, like like that's how bad it was, right? Oh, dude. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Dude. Like all over all my binders and shit, it had our name. Like we were married. That was what was gonna happen. Um, that was what I wanted. Oh, but you and were I didn't still, even know this. You guy. were you were st- you were still level one though. Like you were still level one at that point. I I, <laughs> I graduated to level two. I graduated level two. You see, level one was what you had. Level two is when you graduate and you have like girlfriends who dump you and then you pine for them. That's level two. <laughs> level two is- No, I not, feel like that's better. At least you you're knew not, them. You're, you're like, not, I think there's something about that level of crushdom where it's like, I. it's not like I ever had a conversation with it. Like, I remember very specifically- one oh, I guess, conversation okay, I was the, not a I, I part was at level of, three because I saw it happen. I was next to him because he came to the art class yeah. and I was in art class 
and he came to talk to the teacher and we were all lined up at the door like waiting to leave and somebody made fun of me afterward talking about the way I was smacking my gum because I was like chewing gum at the time and I was like oh my god what must he have thought he would never talk to me if about if I chew gum like that oh not, my no, god not the gum chewer I'm sure ever no so but what I mean by the levels right so if that's level one the level two was that's that's like that was like my fifth grade level and then middle school for me was the was I guess level two where I had that girl who was a friend who was in love with my best friend oh no and (laughs) and 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 here's the thing she had a crush on me for like three weeks in sixth grade and and I had a crush on her at the same time, and I asked if she wanted to go with me. That was a good going steady. Or oh, I remember. Yeah, you want to go with me. And, and, and I asked. <laughs> go where? And, and before she, before <laughs> she could right answer, <laughs> before, she, before she could answer, I got so scared that she was going to say no. I said, ha ha, just kidding. Oh, no, and, dude. Because I was so scared she was going to. And then God, she was the my friend. Blunder. <laughs> she was She was my friend all the way through like until adulthood but all the way through middle school because i moved away after middle school and from like a week after that forward she did not look at me that way i was just her friend and i was still madly like pining for this girl and and <laughs> Again, all through though, middle school you actually knew this person so that's like, level two me, right like, level level one is like the person you don't sense. know Level one is the person you don't know. Level two is 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 the friend who's not interested. And then level three, (laughs) I was so good at level three. Level three was the best. Level three was was someone who you were with who now absolutely doesn't want to be with you. And all you do is spend an entire year hoping you can like have a minute with them. Hoping they oh, they say hi in the hallway and you're like, oh, we're on the we're on high again. We're back to high. Uh, There's a chance. (laughs) There's a chance. We're back to high. I know we're going to be able to put it back together. I mean, she's (laughs) been with her new boyfriend for a year and she was only with me for six weeks. But, oh, I know this one's going to work out. (laughs) That's hysterical. Goodness gracious. I just, I guess I never, um, I didn't date in high school. I'm like, I didn't, I had like... (sighs) I didn't have a, like my first serious relationship. And by that I mean actually seeing a person outside of school. I think, and, and even then, I had one, like, in school boyfriend, um, long enough for me to go to prom with. That's it. Like that was my whole. And <laughs> weirdly enough, his name was Justin. Um, I'm so- sorry about that time we went to prom. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, frankly, I like say I went to so many proms. Maybe it I know, was me. I know, right? <laughs> I went to like seven proms. You don't even remember mine. I know. It's fine. It's I bought, fine. I, I bought. It's fine. I, I've I'm said this it. before. I I owned a tux. I owned a tux, and because I owned a tux, I was a lot of people's like night before prom. Hey, do you want to go to prom, guy? Um, wow. And because in, in Montgomery County, Maryland, where I went to high school, like literally you go five miles and there's another high school, five miles in any direction. Dude, there's another seriously, high school. where were you when I was in high school so that I could have used that? Like, I would have said, I would have <laughs> said, sure, let's go for it. I know. And, and we could have just gone and been friends with them in a great time. Instead yeah, of the, but like, I would have tried to Mac on you at the end of the night and it would have been awkward. And then we wouldn't be doing this <laughs> podcast today. So uh, <laughs> like maybe not. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> but here's That's the deal, right? Here, so so I don't want to I don't want to oversell it, right? Because I had absolutely no game. I want to be really <laughs> no clear game. about this fact. That's what I'm saying. I, I had, absolutely- I had have. I don't have game. Like I don't know how I. I. That's why I am forever eternally grateful. Like I see, I won the lottery. Not only um, do I have an amazing husband, but like I managed to find him early, and like he loves me, which is a great bonus. Because uh, I'm a yeah. No, man. that's that's generally a favorable thing in a marriage. It is in a marriage. Um. And I just, I, I don't even know. it's not always present. I've, I've actually, yeah, in my experience, it's not always present. So luckily for you and luckily for me, we've got the ones that are always present. But I've seen a series of marriages where that was not the case. So yes, and it's sad. And it's, and I, I'm yeah. like, so I found like my soulmate, my true love. I'm forever blessed for that. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah. it's good because I don't know. Like We joke about it to this day. Like apparently we went on several dates that I did not know were dates. Um, and it wasn't until he kissed me that I knew that we were like I am this is like the therapy show that's what I'm going to call this the therapy show that's the name of the episode so I just had no game and so my point is I had no game I don't even have game now like so thank god I'm married Um, if I met this guy on set like if I was like hey you're working with him like I'd be like uh, I would turn into we're back back to that now I was we're trying to bring it back to we're, some we're back form vampire of, diaries. Yes, to back to our track. So my point being, all of that to say, I wouldn't know how to talk to him. Like I would cease to be a functioning human being again. Like I would just, it wouldn't be able. Like I couldn't just do the work. I would try to just focus on that, but I would be busy. Oh my gosh! And it would make no sense because it's not even like I'd be trying to mac on the guy or get with him. It's just he's that sexy and beautiful and pretty and i wouldn't know i just wouldn't know how to behave i would i would i would oh, you know see how to i would i together. would be the opposite though because i'm captain awkward like i would be like <laughs> wayne's girlfriend from wayne's world one where i'm like hi hi hi, hi, wayne. <laughs> hi wayne hi wayne i got you a gun it's a gun rack I don't own. What? I don't gun. even. Add, whoa, hold on. I don't even own a gun, much Let less alone, many, guns, many guns, which would necessitate an entire, entire rack. rack. What am I gonna do with, with a gun a rack? Gun rack. <laughs> oh, get get the net. We broke up. Well, that doesn't mean we can't still go out. Well, actually, it does. That's, That's what breaking up is. That's what breaking up is. See, and you questioned whether or not. He could quote all the movies that he could. We're not quote doing this. Ready Player We're not one. doing this. We can we can quote the quotes of the most quotable movie ever quoted, and we can quote the quotes. I don't know if I could quote like the interstitial, like like you know. I can't. I don't know if I could quote everything that that Rob Lowe Wait, says on really the phone. Wait, you're really calling? Well, not that I'm not saying Wayne's World is not a great film. It uh, it, it is. But you're calling it the most quotable film of all time. That's like legit no, what you're saying No, it's not, not right the most of all time. But you know what? I I have been a longtime defender of Wayne's World as being a really underrated film. And a, much of what it has going for it is just series after series. It's up there with Ghostbusters with just line after line after line of really like clever, funny shit. That it's oh, really yeah. like, like so who's playing tonight? Crucial Taunt and the Shitty Beatles. The Shitty Beatles, are they any good? They suck. Oh, so it's not just a clever name. It's just... 
Like it's it's such a good movie. <laughs> Welcome to the therapy show. Um, we're taking call-ins, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. No, we're not really. Man, we should take call-ins. Wouldn't that be crazy? Take call-ins. Just do a therapy show like every month, like a show where people can just vent. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. Like if we would give out lives. therapy to people, like we would be terrible. We would give terrible advice to people. We would just be terrible. <laughs> so we were saying, we were saying that. That you're that, that, that Mrs. J had so so yeah Mrs. J was in love with Boone from Lost Boone from Lost drop a plane on him spoiler alert I guess important distinction so so and she says that too she says no Boone from Lost is gross he sleeps with his sister but like Damon is different no Damon is sexy like that's the only let me tell you something about poor Damon heap of let me tell you something about poor Damon uh and Damon goes right along with the Skarsgård kid who's on who's on uh True Blood who used to be the one uh even good old Duncan McLeod uh of the clan McLeod can't stand up to the person who I am convinced that she would divorce me and leave our family for um (laughs) And I'm I I I'm only saying that because she it's said true. Justin I would divorce you and leave her family for this man. Stop. No, that's not true. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> I'm only saying it because she told me that. <laughs> that's, that's not true. That's a, but um, Stephen Amell from Arrow. Right. Um, and, I, and I said, in fairness, how could you compete with Stephen Amell? Yeah, I don't think anyone can. I mean, that's the right? thing. Boone from Lost, like Damon on Vampire Diaries, he's pretty and he does the role pretty well. But he's, and he's not like smoldery and stuff. But too, he's not you know? like a really great actor. He's like a, he's a good at playing that character, but he's not like this great actor. Stephen Amell, along oh, with seeming in real life like the greatest guy in the world, right? Who's also clearly really like the giant he's like the 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 robert downey jr of the arrowverse right he's out there he's always tweeting he's nerdy he's tweeting about you know he seems just to be game for what they're doing like he's not shitty about it at all like he's not like i'm gonna leave one day like he's clearly he's out in front as being like i love this i love being arrow being arrow's the best um but then he randomly shows up on like american ninja warrior to just do that like randomly live one day and he can do it and yet he's also like hey give to this charity for kids and also look at my abs oh um, god like or like watch, and, me, do watch, me, do, ladder, watch like, me do the salmon day. ladder watch <laughs> me do the salmon ladder and then and then when i act seem all at once passionate but also really rational like the only thing that I don't believe is that that Oliver Queen, despite making terrible decisions, is that he's ever actually making a bad decision because like the way he just portrays it in the show, he's he's like he's like, I'm gonna cut my tongue off with a razor. But the way he says it is like like, you know, I'm gonna cut my tongue off with a razor. And you're just like, yeah, fucking do yeah, that. Of course that makes sense, man. Of course that makes sense. I I, I will follow you, sir. We should why haven't we all done this already? We should all be cutting our tongues off with razors. Stop it. Now people are going to do that. And you're going to, no, they're going to say, it's don't gonna start do that. Some crazy story that Stephen Bell told people to do that. And he didn't. <laughs> Stephen Bell does not want you to do that. He wants you to take your vitamins and take a really good care of yourself. Yeah, and increase your cholesterol. Does. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know so, him personally, but I feel confident about that. I feel confident I feel, that, feel that, confident. that, that if he saw me, he would just tear apart my lifestyle in a way that made me feel good about myself. I just, <laughs> I'm just like he really is like all of the things. That's what that's another yeah. person like I if I was ever like fantasy land, you know, they cast me as something opposite him even like a one-off on Arrow. 
I, I, w- I wouldn't. I no, here's I, the thing, though, because because of how awesome he is, I feel like he's my, like he's the like the coolest guy. I feel like he'd be like, I'm like sure that he Kevin is. Smith. I'm sure like, that I, he I would is. not feel I would not I feel wouldn't know how to behave. Again, you're a dude, though, like and I'm a girl and I'm a, a shy, awkward girl at that. Like, I would not have any idea how to behave. Yeah, I but I wouldn't. feel like he would like like I feel like he would slap you on the back and like, hey, come on, let's hang out. Like, just, like maybe that's not true at all, right? Like it's, you know, <laughs> I mean, might not be true my all, guess is I, he would just be cool, and hopefully, I could get like okay enough, okay enough to be like, okay, so there's Stephen Amell. We're so gonna work now. Let's do the work. <laughs> oh, so I'd like to think, it, and I've even seen him before he was Arrow. Did you know that? No, and I what? Watched, what did you see him I, in pre-Arrow? I watched the show. Uh, oh, it was crazy too, because me and Mister A were watching the show together. The show that has made us, you know, consider actually buying a ranch and like just living on it and stuff. And if you say cat house, I'm going to be very surprised. <laughs> no, go on. Uh, so we did totally different the show. kind of ranch. Sorry. Oh wow, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. See now, your yeah, mind's in the sorry. gutter, and I don't ha- even have the reference, so I can't yeah, possibly yeah, be in the gutter with you. Um, I watched a lot was- of HBO. Oh. <laughs> So I really, uh, when I was younger, I watched like a specific 8% of HBO. Anyway. Uh, okay. On. Not Skinamax. It wasn't Skinamax. It hey, do you HBO remember? All right, go finish your story. Then we're going to go back to something that I remember since um, we're doing the therapy show. But go on. Finish sure. Um, I, <laughs> so I, I did. We were watching the show. I love horses. I've always loved horses. Um, not like that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> wow. I, I love like horses I and it turns it. out he's hung like one because of course he is. Stop it. <laughs> um, anyway, we were watching this show called Heartland and I really enjoy the show. And it's a it's a great show. I highly recommend it if you like horses or ranchers or any of the above or a good drama, whatever. Um, you'd like it. It's family. It's family oriented, I'd say. Um, anyway, even on that, like it's like and he's like like completely clean shaven. So he's like pretty to the max, like because on on Arrow, like because he's kind of always got the five o'clock shadow thing happening. I got to admit, it bothers me. And I'll tell you why, because like an Arrow. <laughs> how do like, you even it, keep that up? Right. Like you. Is well, there why, not only, not only how, do, how does he keep it up, but but not only does he have that, but also like Captain Lance has that going. Oh, too. I know. And they both work at City Hall at the place in the show where I am. I don't want to tell you specifics, but they're both working at City Hall in the in, where I am right now. And I'm like, who shows up to work like this? Right. Like seriously. Right. Like, like, like not only hard to upkeep, but like, like you, when you show up to work, you got to shave, look, guys. Especially if you're in some high profile job, right? Yeah, it's, I'm yeah, just saying, it's and like, but like even on that. And and sometimes people on that show like weren't the greatest actors, right? Like the core cast was usually quite good, but when they would have sort of one-offs or people that kind of came and went or whatever that were like sort of secondary sure. characters, not always, right? And even then, he early arrow early arrow reminds me so much of the Highlander TV show. Like the early arrow reminds me a lot of the Highlander TV show, but. I like, can see that. Late, later era, it's very different. It's it's very much a superhero show now, but it wasn't when it oh, first definitely. started. Anyway, go on. Um, because he's he's so pretty, like completely clean shaven, and he's playing like this, like the kind of guy typically you would fucking hate this guy, 
right? Because he's like rich horse riding, like, you know, he's set up. I feel like he's written sort of as a pompous, you know, typical, stereotypical upper class, which is usually the case when it comes to like competitive horse things. Um, but even still, he's like dressed and and is that character and you like him anyway because he's not a dick. So he just he's manages. He's, he, there's just something he just manages somehow. And I do I do think the character is written a little bit sympathetically because he's he's you know not just a complete ass. But it's just even then, and he's on several episodes actually. Like this is a recurring character. Like not a bunch of you know happens all the time, but like maybe like four or five episodes randomly. And I swear we both like about died when we were like, oh my gosh, you know who that is? Holy shit. <laughs> like it's, well, so, it's Stephen so, Amell. Look how pretty he is. Aww. So this season on this season on Arrow, the, or not this, I'm not watching this season yet, but I'm watching last uh, whatever's season. Whatever's on Netflix. I haven't even gotten to what's on Netflix right now. I have what's to on Netflix right now, last season of Arrow, the bad guy was played by Michael Emerson, who was, um, who was Ben Linus from Lost. Um, who was like my favorite part about Lost was was Ben Linus, um, like without a doubt was he was the coolest thing about Lost. He was the bad guy on Lost. He's the main bad guy on Lost, and he's so good. He's got this way of when he talks, he just says things like this, and you're like, oh my god, she's gonna kill my family. Like he's just <laughs> the best. So he's having this conversation with Stephen Amell, who's who's literally just standing there. He's 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 got the hood on, and he's you know I forget what the exact conversation was. He's like, "What do you want?" You know, because he does the he's got like the Batman voice when he has the hood on. What do you want? That's all he says. And like Michael Emerson, Benjamin Linus is like, "I want to watch you suffer, and when I'm done watching you suffer, I want to blah blah blah." And he goes through like this whole incredibly delivered monologue, and we are riveted. And he's just incredible because he's an incredible actor. Watch Lost; he's insane. And at the end, I'm like, "Why isn't this guy like in every movie? This guy's astounding." And Kelly goes, "He could be in every movie." And I'm like, yeah, he's like the greatest bad guy, especially after Lost. And she goes, oh, you met Michael Emerson. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's be you clear. have to admit that Stephen Amell is all really Stephen good, Amell though. said he's in the really scene, compelling. though. All Stephen. So here's the thing: the scene before was cutting to other people that were not Stephen Amell. The scene after were cutting to other people who were not Stephen Amell. And in this scene, all Stephen Amell said is. What do you want? And then there was a monologue by this other guy, this insanely great, like (laughs) Heath Ledger is the Joker monologue. And I immediately following that monologue, I'm I'm like that guy, as in the guy who just delivered the monologue, who the camera was on for the past three and a half minutes. That guy (laughs) should be in every movie. And Kelly goes, yes, of course, I think he should be as if not only like, like, not like contradicting me and going like, no, I think Stephen Amell should be in every movie. She just thought clearly she thought you meant Stephen Amell. Of course I was talking about Stephen Amell. Of course I was talking about him. Why would I be talking about anyone except him? Was there someone else in that scene? I heard him say, what do you want? And then I forget everything else that happened because I was thinking about what it is that I wanted. <laughs> and then and then I was like, oh, he should be in every movie. But it turns out you were talking about what's his name from that old show, like from 10 years ago. Good for you. Yeah, it's fine. 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Good. <laughs> Done. Like, <laughs> gosh, it was so it's, it's it's it's. 
It's hard. You know, and, I mean, and, that's and, part of it. I think that's part of why I would have trouble too. It's because he's like any, like, because I, I have like actor crushes as well. And I definitely have like a huge actor crush on Stephen Amell where I would be, I would, I would be, how do I be, how am I going to be good enough to be at a thing with him where it was like, if, or if I was ever in something with like Gary Aldman, oh God, I wouldn't even know. Yeah. Again, I well, wouldn't Stephen know Amell, how to behave. But Stephen like, Amell what happens with had... Stephen Amell is he's really good. He's a really good actor. I like this actor's crush. And he's also like, just so fucking pretty everywhere. Yeah. That and, I wouldn't because even he know. Li- and so because then I have that other like awkward girl. I don't know how to behave because you're really pretty and I'm not. And they take and it to the next to level do. too because he takes his shirt off and not only is he perfect, but he's also kind of like got scars all over him too. Oh so God, like I know, up right? a little too. Uh-huh, and he's got yeah. the beard, so he's roughed up a little. So he's like, he's he's perfect, but then they actually had to add stuff to make him not too perfect, which then makes him more perfect. I know, right? It's not, it's not fair. It's like, like it's like no way to. It's like the the uh, like I have the biggest crush um, on the the wicked or the evil um, witch from uh, from Once Upon a Time, and right. I don't know the show, but you don't. But you, I'm sure you've seen her. Um, and I'm telling you, like the reason that there's even a, that show is even still going on. The only people that are still present. Like from that, like the whole rest of the the series are like her and um, Rumpelstiltskin, which is obviously he's like that actor as well. Like he's amazing. But those two are both like they're both very they're like they were bad guys who just made you care about their situation and were just it was phenomenal. Oh, my God. She's got like right up up the wheelhouse right there. She's got uh, this like little scar. On her like to like her top lip, oh dear God, is it sexy? Like so. All right. So, but here's the thing, right? Here's 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 the thing, and here's here's where like, and, and there was Angel before before as well for, for oh Angel, he I, is a heartbreaker. It's the and brooding. Here's, and here's the, the, the smoldering <laughs> and the eyes. I'm looking right now. I have a poster of Angel and Spike in my house because, of course, I do. Um, from season of five you. of Angel. It's mm-hmm. season five of Angel. And it's like Angel's half in shadow and then Spike is where his other shadow is. And then it says, just, it's from season five where Spike shows up in Angel and says, just what LA needs, a touch of Sunnydale. It's a cool poster. <laughs> um, but but so so here's the thing, right? There's only been one female celebrity that I've ever like been in love with, like ever in my life. Only one. And that was when I was like in sixth to like ninth grade, Alyssa Milano. Like just oh I could totally oh my gosh she was she was the boss you know who the boss was she was the boss she was totally (laughs) the boss and she's I think she's like I think she's exactly my age or maybe like a year older than me so like like maybe two years older she was she was like always like she was the eighth grader when I was the sixth grader you know what I mean like it was like she was she was in my range but older as well or maybe she played those old slightly older characters um and and i was just in love with, but with the exception of that never had and that like i that ninth grade that was done for me if there was a celebrity i was crushing on you know that's all it was it was like look at those parts those parts are pretty and while that's <laughs> terrible and demeaning and i i shouldn't be thinking that way i don't even think that way anymore um as a matter of fact i'm so detached from modern celebrity i couldn't if someone said what's cele- what's your celebrity crush i don't really have one 
because I'm yeah. detached from modern celebrity and and the shows that I watch are not I don't really crush I don't, I don't even know what my type is I know what my type is like like just but not in terms of crush I just it's not something I even do and the thing is is like I certainly have seen beautiful women that, that create in me like a, a like a response like a physical or a sexual response just because I see them I'm like oh look at that but that is like never been something that that got into my heart place and interfered and so like at one point i had a conversation with a woman it wasn't it wasn't mr j i forget who i think it was like like back in college about i think it was about duncan mcleod at the time actually um and i was like so so uh, what i see is i'm like i want you know i i see and i'm just like oh, look at these parts these parts get this thing to swell up and then it makes it feel good and, it, it, and then i feel better about myself and 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 i was like and for you i was like for you it's all the emotional part and she was like well it's totally the emotional part too but i absolutely want that guy like to do the thing to my thing and i was like we what actually, so funny is when me and mr a have this conversation this just goes to show right like how weirdly vanilla i am right because i mean we've heard we've heard the things i say right yeah. the things you say but like my entire time, like crushing, and I had many a crush <clears throat> growing up on many a guy, on you know, be it on a soap opera, sure, it, sure, uh, you know, movie, like, ugh, like, are you, like Back to the Future movies when those came out, ah, uh, he was just so short, and even then I knew <laughs> it, right? I was like, that hey, would Alexia, never work. I really like for us to go hang out, all right? <laughs> Like he's so adorable, but he's tiny. Um, and I'm giant. Even then I was giant. Even as a kid, I was like giant. Um, but like all of my fantasies, all the time, all I ever imagined was getting to kiss them. That's it. Sure, but not anymore. Like right. now that's but yeah. I, I don't even so have anything I don't have anything anymore. Like, cause I'm I married the love of my life. And that's the only person I want to do those things with. But well, like, that's the thing. I I assumed that my wife married the love of her life too. It's just that, <laughs> that, hey, sorry, I've been married. I'm sorry. I, it was just a I'm big one of wide the few open. People have been married way longer than you. It was just big and wide open. So I didn't mean it. <laughs> it was Man. just a big gaping hole joke that needed to go through. I'm sorry. I've been I've been married since DS9 was on the air. Come on. I know, I know. Happily married. Um, You're right. You are the love of her life. I, yeah, but I but here's the thing is that, is that is <laughs> I guess the thing that gets me is I'm staring into the loving eyes of David Boreanaz is clearly this poster <laughs> is meant to have him stare into your female soul. Absolutely. Um, or male or male soul, if that's what you're into. Yeah, he's meant to stare and, into your soul and brood at but, you. But <laughs> but that's the thing, is like it's like like you like it's it's more of a heart place it's a bug bugs me a little bit just a little tiny bit not that much i'm fine with it uh i love it it's my favorite thing i'm really glad it's the case there i just covered the entire <laughs> gambit of things i can feel you two i was it. gonna say wait how do you feel <laughs> i'm really unclear <laughs> you know therapy only works if you're honest justin this is the therapy show this is the th this is the therapy show. It's all about how these nerdy things make us feel certain things about. Um. So. Uh. So no. I. Um. I feel like we've left so many tangents. Uh. So in high school, um. I was like we we I talked about like how like pining for the ex girlfriends. Mm. And 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 how that was next level. 
um, I that culminated, of course, in in my first year of college when I made my very first movie, where I wanted to impress the ex girlfriend by making a horror movie about how love equals death, and dressing like the crow because the crow had just come out. Oh like, yeah, imagine me, like 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 because I was like Mr. Preppy, and I was like like I'm gonna show you. No, surely not. You preppy. I'm gonna show you how. How dark? Well, I still am, but now I'm like nerdy prepping. But like at the time, I was like like khakis no, and button down shirts I'm, tucked in. Um, I'm glad and, because he, clearly you were. It's my point. Yeah, uh, but but like the but, <laughs> but like the, this deliberate choice of like I'm gonna be sloppy and I'm gonna be I'm gonna wear all black. I'm gonna dye my hair black. I'm, I'm gonna not gonna, gonna even tuck in, in my, my shirt. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put this earring in my ear, wear a trench coat all over the campus, and make a you movie. You put about an earring in your ear. Shut the fuck up. Sure, yeah, I had an earring. Yep, yep. You had your, is your wait. Your ear was actually pierced. You can yeah, the scar is still there. Yeah, yep. Shut up. Yeah, Do you have I know. a close up of you with this ear piercing? I must see this. Uh, I don't. But if you look, I mean, you can see the scar is still clearly like is still there. You oh, can see where it was, man. And like, I like, you know, what's funny is that like, while we're talking, of course, I'm pinching my ear right now. Like, oh, yeah, there. I know. Like, like, um, it's right here. Like, I can see it. Right here. Can't you see it? <laughs> what's it's interesting is I was totally imagining your ear and trying to see if I could see it. <laughs> so, um, so, but the thing was, right, is that, is that I tried to use, of all things, the crow and, oh, and I started listening to Nine Inch Nails, but, you know, at the time, which I like, I was a Billy Joel guy. <laughs> Here's the thing. I still to this day I love Nine Inch Nails. I think that Nine I Inch actually Nails is will, great. I will put Pretty Hate Machine up there is one of the best like breakup albums for dudes <laughs> especially because the entire sort album sort of like Lannis Morissette for women. Yeah, like the entire album is just kind of like was it a lie? <laughs> like, it was just like I hate you, woman who hurt me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just want something I can never have. It's just like you're like I just everything. He's it's the he great so line from me. the. It's truly the truly a line from the album. And you got to imagine nineteen year old me. I've just made the horror movie about how love equals death, and I'm and I'm just the line comes up. Everywhere you look, you're all I see. Just a fading fuck reminder of who i used to be and literally literally it took me like all of like till like the next summer and i was back to show tunes animaniacs on tape and billy joel river of dreams i was like yeah i'm down back <laughs> in the middle of the night how was um, your your <laughs> your diversion into the darkness um it, you know i i will say I didn't get her back. <laughs> I just want to say. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Somehow or another. I, you know, I, I got a radio show. My first time ever on mic in front of an audience. I got a radio show where I played like I, I, I knew that it was right during it. Like when everybody went to lunch and I knew she was in the cafeteria and I played like not only like like dark, depressing and angry songs, but also all of our songs. <laughs> wow. This is that's this is that's going a out. whole other level of, of torture. This is going out to you. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you know who you are, you heartless wench. Oh, oh my gosh. No, it's, it's like, it's totally, it's so funny to look back at it because again, you know, I did the nerdiest possible thing. I made a, I made a, a supernatural horror movie with fights and, and battles because that was the way I wanted to deal. It's a, it exists. You've seen this movie. You've seen I this know, movie. I know. I have. I, it it I exists. Am I lying? It. It or is it no, not just like, I love you. Thing. I love you too. Don't go. You're going to die, blood. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, I just think it's funny that that was how you thought you get like it just goes to show like you can't just be dark and get a chick back like it's not it's not about that <laughs> well because like, really like, missing like, the point. <laughs> there just seemed to be like guys in high school who could just be like yeah hey, you want to fuck me and like the, okay yeah sure let's go do that like it's just like like and then and then like, hey i didn't uh, know any of these you, guys <laughs> now that you want to fuck me would just like date me or maybe they just came off like that was the case like they they seem to have that's many my female that's friends. my guess I I would hazard that that's probably the case. Yeah, especially in high school, right? Because no one actually. Yeah, don't you remember that episode of Buffy? Oh yeah, yeah. And the guy that was like just a douche and talking like crap around Xander because Xander's some virgin. Yada yada. Yeah, and he's clearly a virgin Uh, too. Hello. (laughs) And 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 comes out as gay at the end of the episode too, if I remember. And he ended up being like like totally like well adjusted by the end. Of the show by the end of like season three or whenever they stop being in high school. Anyway, um, we digress because that's what this show is. This is the therapy show, guys. Um, Welcome to the therapy show. Hey, wanted to comment on one Star Trek thing before we go, because there is um, kind of a major Star Trek thing there. I mean, there's news and we can talk about news. We did news last time. Well, it's an anniversary. Uh, uh, Last week uh, was the anniversary of the release of the Star Trek episode, Plato's Stepchildren which is the first interracial kiss on television was right. uh, yep. in that episode. And it's the 50th anniversary of that. And it would be great to be able to say, look how far we've come a couple of years ago. I'd be able to go look how far we've come. Um, you would. I feel you? like, yeah. I feel like um, you could say and, that it would be accurate. Wouldn't you? Um, I, you'd be wrong. You know, <laughs> you know, here, here's what I would say. Maybe I was wrong back then too. Um, yeah. uh, clearly you know I mean? there's, clearly there's, there's room to go and room to grow. Um, I have been challenged and been, uh, been, been challenged and had my eyes open up to a lot, uh, especially from some, some of our fans and some of the people who've worked with the show who, who've brought to my eyes the distance that needs to go and and how it's important for us to champion equality everywhere we can and for people who you know are me look at me i'm a i'm a middle i'm a, I'm a middle class white hetero christian heterosexual protestant christian male i have all the privilege in the entire world and i saw a wonderful meme the other day that said that white privilege doesn't mean that you grew up without any problems it just means that your skin color wasn't one of them. Yeah. And I thought that was beautiful. I thought that was like yeah. that really summed up that whole argument. And I know this is a, a highly divided and, and highly political season. And I know for a fact there are people who listen to the show who support stuff that I don't support. 
But I want to use the anniversary of Plato's stepchildren to sort of step out and say, look, wherever you fall, right, wherever you like, if you are deeply offended by guys kneeling at the national anthem, right, if you're like, I don't like that they do that. Um, and we've talked about this before. Um, and I've been clear where I stand on that. But you can't deny the importance of the cause for which they're kneeling. You can say, I don't want them to do that because that, you know, because my dad fought in the war and I feel like that's disrespecting my dad who was injured in the war, who's a vet or something like that. Okay. If, like, I don't have to agree with your point of view, but I can understand your point of view. But those of you who have, who are listening to this, who find yourself, you know, able to reach out, able to step out, able to say when things happen, and this goes for the Me Too movement, and, you, know, you, you find people who are in need um, and who need to be supported by you, people who are like me, who look like me, who live the lifestyle I live, need, like, they need to hear your voice, guys. And we started this, this you know, and I'm sorry to get serious at the very end, um, but we started this episode talking about matters of faith. And one of the reasons I chime in as much as I do on stuff on Facebook and stuff is because I feel that that well-meaning people, well-meaning Christians, guys, if you're a Republican and you're well-meaning, well-meaning Republicans, well-meaning well Democrats, well-meaning wherever you are, people who go, hey, how can I help? And that's the first question you need to ask is, how can I help? Don't just assume how you can help, but ask, how can I help? And if you have a voice to raise to go, hey, I support you. And I will give you a great example. I saw, I, I saw someone on Facebook who watched the, the Kavanaugh hearings. And I don't want to get into that because it's very, it very heated and I, you know, that's not what this show is. Who watched it and who this person did not believe what Kavanaugh's accuser said because they were watching different news than the news that I, that, that I watch. Um, and that being said, this person said, I may not believe this person, but if you come to me, I believe you. And I, that's a hard line to take. And I know that there are people listening go, you should stand up. And like, like, that's not this show. And I, this show is about inclusiveness of everyone. But I'm telling you, the only person that I want to exclude from Trekoff, you can stop listening if this is not you. You need to, you need to go out and be a voice for inclusion for people who are disadvantaged by society or who have been victimized or who society has been unfair to. And if say, and, and really, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, Alexia, the only prerequisite I think that somebody needs to say to say society has been unfair to me is if somebody says the first prerequisite, if someone says, I feel like society has been unfair to me. Like, if someone says, hey, I feel like something bad has happened, like reach out to him. Like, don't be the guy when you see the guy in the street asking for money going, well, I think they're just going to use it for booze. Okay, that's not for you to decide what they're going to use it for. Like help out in yeah, whatever way you can. If that's what you think, buy them a sandwich. Yeah, or give, you know, your, like, or give double to whatever charity or like, 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 Sometimes all you need to say is if someone's out there going, hey, this happened, just go, hey, I support you. I disagree with you politically, but I, I or I disagree with all the things, but not this thing. Or I did like, like, or just, I mean, where, here's the thing. Like, at the end of the day, 
we're <laughs> the people who are listening to this. You like Star Trek, theoretically, right? Like that's the fucking show is called Trek Off. And though we may make fun and joke and and get crass or have deeply philosophical conversations about episodes or what the fuck ever, right? The one thing that is true in Starfleet, in that world, in Star Trek, is inclusion, not exclusion. Period. End of story. It's everywhere you look, in every episode, all over the place. It's about acceptance. It's about understand. It's about seeking understanding. And if you don't, you're like, yeah, honestly, like if you don't want to seek other things, then I don't, I don't, I don't know why you'd be listening to us anyway. <laughs> like, frankly, yeah. So, because that's what Star Trek is about. It's about exploration and seeking to understand things that maybe you didn't know before. You just have yeah, to have and, an open mind and an open heart. That's it. Like, and, we yeah, all fuck and, up. Even people on Star Trek fuck up. Like, it happens. It's about being open to the possibility that you don't fucking know everything and that the uh, that the ideal and the goal is inclusion and for everyone to feel like they matter because every, every person, every being does. Yeah, and be it, and, and like, that is, I want that to be the legacy of Star Trek. I'm hoping, like I've said this before about the upcoming Picard series, like I feel like his voice more than any other character in all of Star Trek, I feel like his is the voice we all need to hear, right? The super smart, really emotionally plugged in dad <laughs> to, 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 you know, I miss my Picard, I miss my Trek dad to go, to go, <laughs> hey, to go, hey, listen, you like, you don't have to, at the end of the day, agree with this other person. But you must, you absolutely must try to understand them. You mm -hmm. must try. You must put yourself and you're into never at a point when you're when you can't. Like I think his age is going to be very important in this. And what's interesting is that there's a show on Netflix that I just started watching, um, or actually I just finished the whole season of, called The Comiskey Method, and it's a fantastic show. By the way, it's I mean, and it's I mean, Alan Arkin and fucking. Um, not Kirk, Michael Douglas. Oh yeah. And it's it's funny and it's emotional and it's amazing. And they're just like little touches, like Michael Douglas basically plays like this acting um like this world renowned, like big deal acting coach. Um and like in the very first episode, he kind of says this thing about what actors do, um, and what we're trying to portray as actors and um what he, she or they are thinking i think I, I might be misquoting it but something like that that idea of like and here's this guy who is i mean he's an old guy <laughs> who grew up at a time where we didn't have you know lgbtq or gender fluidity and a bunch of other things that you know he probably doesn't understand but it's like the attempt right it's, I don't understand the world now, perhaps. There are many things happening in the world now because it's changed. And even I find this happening. I'm gonna get off my lawn. Like things that that didn't occur to me as things when I was a kid that like now it's a thing and I'm like, I'm trying to understand it because I don't understand it. That's the thing. I think his, I think his age will help with that. Like I think that was something, there's a wisdom that we should be getting from people who are, you know, the, the elders of our society, like that's the benefit of being older is having lived more 
and hopefully experienced more. And that can give you, I would hope, greater introspection and the ability to to keep learning new things. Like, you're not done. You know what I mean? Like, I think when you're young sometimes, you have this idea of either you know everything or if you don't know it, it's because you don't really need to know it. Like, you're just not even yeah. thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, here, so, so when it comes to understanding as well... Um, there's an episode of of Next Gen called The Enemy, where Jordy is stuck on a planet with a Romulan. Oh God, and, great episode! And, and there is there are a number of episodes like this where oh, yeah. you are stuck with your enemy, and you have to talk to him, and you realize Enemy Mind is en- another good one. It's a it's a, it's a good sci fi eighties movie too. Enemy Mind, I highly recommend it. Yeah, Same it's thing. where you it's where you have to realize that oh, your enemy is a person. Yeah. Thoughts, hopes, fears, things that like, like, and and I guess that what Star Trek is, is more than anything is anti othering. Yeah. Like, like, and even the greatest others in the world. Right. I mean, look at it. You know, the, the, the most faceless, nameless, you know, beings in all of Star Trek, the Borg. And eventually you have a Borg crew member. And a lot of people go, well, you destroyed the Borg when you did that. Well, yeah, maybe. But like, if you hadn't done that, wouldn't that stand out as, wouldn't that stand out as the most yeah, anti-Star like, Trek think, thing in the world? Yeah. Because I mean, think about it. Like we've got, that's why Star Trek six is so great. That's why yeah. the having the, the, like once we get to next gen, having that, yeah, you know, we've got a Klingon serving in Starfleet. Sure, by the and, by and the they end were a big of, baddie in the originals. Like they were yeah. And Nemesis for all its problems, you know, had had you know, had Worf acknowledging that the Romulans fought with honor, which is incredible because Worf always talks about how you know actually I sent you an image, it's a meme, it's wonderful. It's uh it's it looks like a little golden children's book that we grew up with, but it's a picture of Gaurong. It has a picture of Gaurong on the front, and the title of the book is Everyone Everyone That I Dislike Is Without Honor. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten this. I want to get it. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. Um but I mean that was like like Star Trek was about anti-othering, and one of the ones they did it is they they would introduce the other right a, species eight four seven two, a completely CGI faceless nameless villain. They don't they don't even have a name. They're just bugs that want to kill everyone. They're a fucking number, yeah. And then by the end of Voyager, you've gotten to meet them and learn what they're about, and we've made peace with them. You know, and that's you know that's you know, we're finding that's the case in in. You know, what do you do with the Empress from Discovery? You bring her over to our side, and she's not awesome, but she's might she's have a purpose. Starting, there might be something. Yeah, she's she starting can do to figure useful. out how. So, like the idea of taking the other and understanding them, even if it is to understand and reject their ideology at the end, you can very go, "Hey, I've made the attempt to understand." Exactly. Um, this is a bigger yep. topic that we're going to cover in the last 30 seconds of the show, but I just think that, sure. that in in honor of Plato's stepchildren where, where it wasn't a show that they had to do. It wasn't a moment they had to do. They knew that they had the ability to advocate for positive change toward increased inclusiveness. And despite the obstacles to that goal, they decided- And the backlash use, from it. They decided to frankly. use their platform to advocate for- for positive change toward more inclusiveness. And I think that the best thing that we can do is to take the lessons from Star Trek and 
Lord knows there are people who are going to even be mad at things I said. I guarantee that I'm going to get at least one person who listens to the podcast go, why didn't you, you should have, you said you weren't going to stand up to Trump in this episode. And another person who goes, hey, why are you coming after Trump in your episode? Like, it's it's like, I don't, like the point we're, is I'm not, not hey, let's. I'm not after anybody. I don't think we're yeah, coming let, after Yeah, the anybody. point is not, hey, the, and again, <laughs> I, I make my, my views very clear in other forums. So take a look if you'd like. But, but. Today, I want to say that in the this forum, because we're about Star Trek, yeah, the Star well, and, Trek and this way, is, and this is how I truly feel, right? Like, oh, I do go, too, which is why I love Star Trek. Yeah, you know what like, I mean. And, wh- and and why? And and maybe that's why when I, you know, if you ever I, watch me on on some social media, there are days that I'll just like spend all day getting into debates. I'll write giant essays in response to like people's comments. I'll go back and forth forever. And and someone asked me why I did it, and I said, "Well, the reason I do it is that that I I have to believe that there's somebody reading this who is going to have their mind changed. Somebody reading this, and that's why I don't go. You're a jerk, and you're an idiot. And I go, well, if you really think of it this way, if you really think of it that way, and I try and hit it from a more logical perspective for those reasons. Um, but hey, that's the message. Hey, we saved the message for the end." Um, so, uh, so if just you to survived recount, the whole therapy, it yeah, got so, to the so, end. <laughs> yeah, there was ther- there's therapy throughout. So just to recap, R two D two come, R R two D two come. First century Christian, uh, uh, um, three levels: level one, level two, level three of just utterly wishing somebody else would be with you and getting rejected. Uh, using the crow and 90s industrial to desperately try and not get back your girlfriend. Um, wanting sexual and emotional relationships with both Damon and, of course, half our podcast dedicated to our hero, Stephen Amell. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then one can't oh forget God. that we should be super inclusive. So right. <laughs> clearly we want to be inclusive because we've just included whatever the fuck we want in this episode of Trek. Right? That's, um, it's the, the therapy show. I'm, I'm not going to bury the lead. I'm going to put it in the, in the in the description. Like that's what this is. It's just been this weird, wonderful episode of Track Up. I love it. Some of you are, are have checked out. Some of you hate it. I hope some of you had a really good time. If you have had a really good time, gosh, do I love hearing about it. So if you got to the end of the episode and <laughs> it, like, like, like let Yay! us know. Like, please, if if you've never let us know before, let this us know. This is the time, because we really did kind of say some stuff that I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about it right now, the fact that I feel Yeah, like, like I, I don't, like, I, like, it's, <laughs> Where it's I'm like, we, I'm we, a little embarrassed now. Can we take, can, can take backsy? <laughs> no, back? no takesy backsies. I'm not going to edit. I'm not going to do anything. We're going to put it out as it is. And, uh, uh <laughs> and if you guys got to the end, you know, I, I hope that both of you will let us know. That you'll... <laughs> So, for those of you who made it to the end of the episode, Jeff, Jeff, Polier, so Mr. Uh, a and, and, and Mrs. J, if you would just let us know, that'd be great. Uh, uh, um, oh my gosh! Okay, my name is Justin. <laughs> my name's Alexia. Trek off from the bottom of my heart. Trek off, bitches. Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. 
Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.